This episode is going to be a little bit different than previous episodes because instead of having a few segments, I'm basically going to be dedicating an entire episode to one person who is well-deserving of this honor. I'm dedicating this entire episode to a very special woman. This woman risked everything to bring the truth about this country's war crimes to light and was punished severely. Not only is she this episode's sassy bun, she is a hero like no other. Her grace and resilience are an inspiration to anyone. Chelsea Manning, thank you for your service. So if you've been living under a rock, here's the news. Chelsea Manning was released from federal prison this month. She's endured the living hell of the prison system, survived months in solitary confinement, and survived multiple suicide attempts. Her bravery is unparalleled. So I first heard of Chelsea when the video Collateral Murder was leaked to WikiLeaks in 2010. And if you're not familiar with this video, it's incredibly graphic. It shows drone operators murdering journalists from Reuters in a rescue mission during the Iraq war, and they're seen being very cavalier about it. And I remember watching this video vividly and sharing it as far as I could. It was harrowing and confirmed my anti-war stance even more so, which I've been anti-war as long as I remember. Probably my first political position, even though I didn't even think of it as a political position, was anti-war. I remember watching what was happening in Kosovo as a child and distinctly thinking, what could possibly be going on over there that bombs are the solution for? And this has kind of informed a lot of my politics since then, even though I was only a child at the time. So this has been a huge part of my life, and it's not something I, that I ever really see going away. And I don't think anyone can watch this video without questioning the necessity of war. A little bit of background on Chelsea, if you're unfamiliar. She served in the Army as an intelligence analyst and leaked a lot more classified data than just the video. She was found out, a person that she confided in basically snitched uh, to the feds, and she was arrested and eventually sentenced to 35 years in prison. And during this time... Even when she was waiting to face trial, she went through a lot of fucking bullshit, a lot of, basically torture is the only word to really capture what she endured. Extremely horrific treatment at the hands of the state. 
and what she was eventually sentenced to 35 years in prison, but her sentence was recently commuted and she was freed just 10 days ago. At the time of this podcast, it is May 27th, 2017. And this is an event that I never saw coming. This is something that I've followed her story since the very beginning, since this video was leaked. And I followed everything about it, all of the shit that she went through, all of the extreme injustices in the court system, and then what they put her through when she was in prison as well. And it broke my fucking heart. I, when she, she did survive two suicide attempts and it terrified me and I, I did lose all hope at one point because the system isn't just, it's doesn't serve victims. It doesn't help people in need and it punishes people who try to do good. And I had very little hope and I, I don't, I can't speak for her obviously, but I, I can't imagine that knowing the ins and outs of the system as she did, that I don't know if she ever saw this day coming. I'm just amazed that the sentence was commuted by the former president. And we can bitch a lot about what President Obama did, and obviously I did that throughout the entire eight years of his presidency, I had a lot of issues with the way that he conducted wars and a lot of his policies, but this was something that he did right, and maybe it was pandering. Maybe it was to leave a brighter spot on his legacy. Maybe it was for entirely selfish reasons. I kind of don't care what the reasons were. I care about the outcomes, and that is that a fucking hero is free now. Someone who's braver than fucking everyone that I know, <laughs> pretty much, um, and, and a lot of people in this country. And many people called her a traitor, but she did one of the hardest things imaginable in order to show the world that war is a racket. A murderous game of ego measuring, a cold and inconvenient fix to problems caused by past ego measuring, a bygone relic of a barbarous time that refuses to die despite its demonstrated ineffectiveness. She didn't have to speak up about the injustice she saw. She didn't have to give up everything for the truth. She could have just watched those videos and looked at that data and just been like, well, war is hell, you know? But she did that so that we could have some awareness about the true nature of the war machine. And I think even anti-war activists, as much as they know about it, I, I think something like collateral murder was very much a glimpse into the mindset of people engaged in war. It was an, another level of clarity that was stunning. And, you know, it pushed forward the anti-war effort in a big way. And I hope that people don't ever forget that. I hope that we can look back on these videos and as more information comes out of war crimes, that people can have this awareness of the fucking 
destruction and chaos of war. And can we finally move past this? I don't know. I don't know if we can ever move past war, but it's something that I hope for. To punish someone so severely for bringing this truth to light is unforgivable. I don't know how these people sleep at night. There are a lot of rationalizations and justifications for this, of course. And, you know, I could spend a whole episode on what the government put Chelsea through, but I want to focus on her life now, which I, she, she has this newfound freedom. She's only 10 days out, and it's amazing what she's been kind of putting out there on social media. And I've been in a bit of a depressing rut lately for a lot of reasons, but Chelsea's tweets have given me hope. How can I wallow in this kind of self-pity when she's finding joy in all of these little things that we take for granted? And I've, to be honest, I've been getting hell overclumped about her tweets lately. So I just want to read some of them for you because they are just warming my, you know, cold, dark heart. <laughs> so one of the first tweets that she put out there is one just a picture of her walking and she's wearing black and white Converse All-Stars, which, God, love the style there. And it says, first steps of freedom, hashtag Chelsea is free. This is on Twitter, by the way, if you want to follow her on Twitter. I highly recommend it. I've been following her account forever now. And and in the past few days, I've my Twitter is basically retweets of everything that she puts out. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's amazing. When I saw that, my heart just welled up. I, you know, I teared up a little bit and I was just like, holy shit, it's finally fucking happening because I didn't think it ever would. And then another tweet, and this is one of my favorites too. She goes, so I'm already enjoying my first hot greasy pizza. And it's a picture of this piece of pizza. It's just simple, no frills piece of pepperoni pizza and I have to say it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen there's no fancy filters on it it's you know just a basic pizza shit like they could have given her more pepperoni is what I'm thinking there's like a piece and a half of pepperoni on this thing but like it's amazing then there's another picture she goes here's to freedom in a new beginning and it's a few glasses of champagne and some flowers in the background. And I know, okay, we're doing visual stuff on a podcast. How are you able to kind of see this? Because you just kind of have to take my word for it. Uh, just go on her Twitter. Follow her. It's all on there. <laughs> it's amazing. You can see this in real life. And then, oh my goodness, total swoon on this next tweet. She goes, okay, so here I am, everyone. And hashtag hello world, which great joke. And it's an updated picture of her, and she looks gorgeous, y'all. Totally have a girl crush on her. Um, her makeup is on point. Whoever this photographer is, I mean, they did an excellent job capturing her. It's She's fierce looking and also a bit subdued, and she just has this... I, I can't stop looking at her eyes. There's just this magic in her eyes 
I mean, everything she's gone through, and now she's finally free, and and her lipstick's on point too. I mean, that color is perfect. Um, and I I just see a beautiful woman when I look at this picture who's gone through things that I certainly couldn't fucking go through. I mean, I feel like such a wimp. Um, and it's beautiful. And then there's another picture of her. She goes, it's the freaking weekend. Chilling with my peeps playing Forza. And she's playing this uh, racing game, this video game. And it looks super fun. Just like normal stuff. Stuff that we take for granted. Stuff that we do every day that she wasn't allowed to do for years. That she thought maybe she might never do again. Can you imagine that? I'm I'm tearing up talking about it right now. I'm getting a little bit emotional because this is these are tweets I didn't ever think I'd see. And I'm so glad that she is free. Sorry, I'm getting real emotional. <laughs> And she posted this amazing music video, um, Take My Breath Away by Alesso. And I mean, even just like these simple tweets, this is this is so cute. Now f- she goes, now faced with the ultimate dilemmas, what should I have for dinner? Eat in or take out? <laughs> this is incredible. And... She retweeted this quote, and I want to read it because it's absolutely true, and it's a quote by Evan Greer, and it says, Tyranny thrives on our collective self-doubt. Authoritarianism is built on the contagious idea that there is nothing that we can do to challenge it. Oppression lives in our cynicism and in the times when we do nothing, out of fear that if we do something, our actions will be in vain. And I completely agree. How many times have we not done things because we feared what people would think or what the outcome would be or if the outcome would be fruitless? And this is a fear that Edward Snowden, another whistleblower, has expressed too in some of his interviews. He also sacrificed a lot of his freedom and is currently in limbo in Russia for the information that he leaked. These people have sacrificed everything to a public that, like, how much have, have things changed? How much are people fighting back against the war machine? I don't know that it's quantifiable. But there is something to be said in the bravery of doing this, not knowing what the outcome would be, not knowing if it's going to affect change in a grand sweeping way. But I think having that affectation in individual people is enough. And I hope that that other whistleblowers have found it useful. Um, Another one, again, these are very simple things we kind of take for granted she says watched a movie in the theater for the first time in eight years cell phones are still a problem 
That is so true. <laughs> I hate it when I see cell phones in movies. I hate it when I see people taking pictures with cell phones or taking videos at shows. I, I'll sometimes do it if I'm far enough in the back to where I'm not blocking anyone's view, but it's kind of like, come on, put that away. Just enjoy what's going on. And she even says she's retweeting someone who's saying a lot of crying, and she goes, let's try and smiling. Which, like, I have a hard time smiling some days. And when I saw that, I just, it was like happy cry. I just, like, welled up, and I was just like, fuck, like, <laughs> that's amazing. That is incredible. So follow her on Twitter because it's the most most inspirational stuff I've seen in a hot minute. And yeah, it's just incredible. She's such an incredible woman. And I'm I can't say how glad I am that she's free enough. And it's made me just think about a lot of different things. It's made me ask a lot of questions about, you know, what am I doing with my life? You know, what, where do I fit in into the grander scheme of things? It's made me kind of wonder, you know, how do we find joy in a world that hates people for merely existing? How do we persevere when everything we held dear is taken from us and there's no hope in sight? How do we keep going when it seems like the world is against us? Maybe we grab a slice once we catch a glimmer of freedom. Maybe happiness is a warm piece of pizza. Maybe we keep going because every now and then we find a little something that makes us laugh. Heinlein once wrote through the character of Michael Valentine in Stranger in a Strange Land that, quote, I found out why people laugh. They laugh because it hurts so much, because it's the only thing that'll make it stop hurting. I think that if Chelsea Manning can still laugh, I have no excuse to cry. That if someone who has seen the darkest heart of humanity can still get out of bed every day and keep going, we can too. You'll also notice that the intro music and outro music is different for this episode. It's a little ditty called True Transol Rebel by Against Me, which is a band I've listened to for 13 years now. You've probably heard of them. Really awesome punk band. And they were instrumental in my teen years growing up in a very conservative place in Florida. A lot of them were from Florida. And so I really deeply identified with that pushback against this strong authoritarianism. I grew up in a military town and I grew up being a weird queer kid I was closeted at the time, but I knew that I was different. I knew that I didn't fit in. And listening to their music helped me vent a lot of that rage and frustration I felt at being a little queer kid in a conservative town and watching religious terrorists get away with blowing up abortion clinics and killing doctors and shooting them. And being screamed at every time I wanted to go out on a Friday or Saturday night. Being screamed at by crazy people wearing signs telling me I was going to hell for trying to have a good time. 
And the singer is Laura Jane Grace, another amazing pioneer for perseverance in the face of adversity. I recently finished her book, which is an autobiography called Tranny, which I highly recommend. It's an excellent book about her life and her struggles growing up, you know, in she she's lived in a lot of different places, but she grew up in Gainesville, Florida, which wasn't too far away from where I grew up, uh, kind of very similar culture in the panhandle of Florida all the way across, and her struggles with gender dysphoria. And it's an excellent read, and it's very it's a very quick read. I mean, her writing style is so punk as well, just something I've always loved about punk music is the brevity of it. It's just to the point. It just hits you hard with the truth, and I love that. You know, to reject societal notions of gender and conformity is brave enough when we live in a world that violently punishes deviations from the norm, as if the norm is moral. And another little historical tidbit, this is a little tangent I'm going to go on, but a little historical tidbit that you may know of, or may not, is that trans women of color were instrumental in the infamous Stonewall Riots, that were one of the many events that galvanized the fight for LGBTQ rights. And this is a struggle that's still ongoing, and I think we're facing a resurgence in opposition to LGBTQ rights today, even though it's been decades since Stonewall. Just a little something to think on. And I don't have answers for the best techniques to combat societal prejudices, but I know that this is a war worth fighting. Much more so than wars that count wins in terms of human bodies. So, in conclusion, I want to keep this episode short and sweet because there are many articles that have been written about Chelsea that are way more eloquent than what I can do and have really gone into the details of everything. Um, But I just wanted to show my appreciation for such a heroic human being who's defied everything that was thrown at her. So thank you, Chelsea Manning, for being braver than everyone who tried to stop you, for choosing principles over convenience, for sacrificing years of your life in order to do the right thing, and for being a role model to people around the world. You are the Lavinia to the behemoth of the state, and if there's one veteran I'll salute, it's you. It's you.